Welcome to the Body, Mind, and Soul podcast with Tara Burnett, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, and intuitive eating. Let's dive in. Hey guys, so this week I am posting, um, this is a video from my Manifesting Dream Body course. It's an eight-week online course, and this is the week three lesson. And I felt like it was very relevant to everybody and really goes in line, obviously, with intuitive eating and manifestation. So I thought I would share it with you all. You can get a little bit of a sense of what my course is all about. And let me know what you guys think and enjoy. Hello, my beautiful ladies. Welcome to week three of Manifesting Dream Body. Ollie is back, this little guy. Um, So this week we are chatting about, first of all, I just have to say I'm loving all of the coaching calls and the Facebook posts and just seeing your guys' insights and hearing you kind of have breakthroughs has been the most rewarding thing ever. So I love our phone calls. I love the posts in the Facebook group and I just really appreciate you guys for being in this course and giving it a shot and... um, It's been so much fun. So week three, our intuitive eating principle is all about making peace with food. Super important and also a really fun step as well. Um, So far we've really focused on rejecting the, sorry the dogs just sneeze, (laughs) rejecting the dieting mentality, learning about hunger and really honoring it. And it sounds like you guys have been doing really well with that. Um, If there's anything that you're stuck with in those two areas, please don't hesitate to message me and let me know. So this week is all about just allowing all foods into your life so that um, they all become neutral. I kind of just did a post on this about Instagram about how when we end up restricting certain foods, then we kind of crave them more. It's kind of like when you're, they say, don't think about the elephant and then you're thinking about the elephant. And I noticed that to be very true with myself, if I'm like, okay, I'm gonna cut out sugar. I don't do that anymore, obviously. Then all I can think about is sugar. And um, basically, when you allow all foods in your diet and they all become neutral, then it makes it so easy to just realize what feels good because we're no longer acting from a place of external rules or external validation. We're coming from a place of what feels good inside. And some days that is gonna be wine, chocolate, and Netflix. And other days it's gonna be moving your body, water, and vegetables. And it, it always balances out. So that's the main thing that I want you to take from this video is that your body knows what's up. It wants to feel good. It doesn't want to feel lethargic and heavy and tired and exhausted. And if you tune in to how you're feeling, you cannot go wrong. Um, As well as listening to your hunger, obviously honoring your hunger and honoring your fullness. I feel like these are the main tenets of intuitive eating that are so effective. And it's just going to create a place of complete food freedom. You can choose any food that you desire and know that um, if you're having like a little bit more carbs one day, it's just gonna end up balancing out. And I, I hope that you start to notice that this week as you kind of dive into this. 
they did a study um, with kids and, and said if they give them free reign over all of their nutrition choices and just give them a large variety of foods, they will even out over the course of like five days and get exactly what they need. And I just did a, I did a post on that in the group, but just eating more like a toddler, like eat what you love, enjoy it, know that food should not be like the highlight of your day. There's so many more things that can bring you joy and bring you into alignment and dish the guilt because the guilt is creating the entire cycle of weight gain and feeling crappy and getting out of alignment. So if you're going to eat the chocolate, eat the chocolate without guilt. That's the most important thing. Um, out of all of the, out of all the tips, if you're going to ignore your hunger and ignore your fullness, at least come from a place of like happiness and joy when you're eating it. And we're going to talk about that today with the energy and frequency of food. So um, just a little story. I used to be like addicted to ice cream. <laughs> it was totally my thing. Um, and obviously I restricted it and it'd be something I would binge on. I'd eat like a whole two liter of ice cream and feel so sick after. Um, and when I first started this intuitive eating, making peace with food experiment, I was like, okay, I am going to go buy every single type of ice cream and stock my freezer with it and have it whenever I want. And that's a very important part of this is really allowing it and having it around. So I don't want you to just buy one bag of chips. I want you to buy like 10 bags of chips. And I know that can feel really scary. And if that is too big of a step for you, that's okay. When you're craving something, see if you can go out and have it. If you're craving ice cream, go out and get an ice cream cone. If you're craving chips, go out and have a bag of chips and really enjoy it and savor it and then notice how your body's feeling. And the more you can make the connections between how your body's feeling and how you're honoring your cravings, the easier it's gonna to be to choose the like foods that make you feel amazing. And I know that it can feel scary because we think that we need all these rules, otherwise we're gonna lose control, but it's actually the complete opposite. The only reason we lose control when we let go of the rules is because of the previous restriction, not because of letting go of the rules. So if you never have any rules in the first place, then you're coming from a place of what do I really want and what actually feels good for me. And I promise you, you're not just gonna eat ice cream all day long. I think I lasted about a day doing that. <laughs> um, so really just reinforcing to your brain and to your body that you can have these foods whenever you want them, and then you won't feel the need to overeat on them. And of course, like it took a bit of time for me to get through this, but I'm hoping with the mindset techniques I'm teaching you guys that it will be a lot faster process for you because I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Like I, I knew a little bit, but now that I'm learning more and more, I realize this can be a much faster process to really like work through the foods and realize like they're here all the time. I don't need to overeat on them. I can eat them whenever I want. Um, so allowing yourself full permission to enjoy all foods. Make sure that you're not going to a place of pseudo permission where you're like, okay, I'm allowed to eat this, but oh, I really shouldn't be eating this. Maybe I should go to the gym later. Oh, I feel really fat. Like, you know, like that whole train of thought really watch your thoughts while you're enjoying these foods and if it's not thoughts of like joy and excitement and satisfaction make sure you're noticing that and seeing if you can flip it around so i went for a blizzard last night at dairy queen and i noticed that i was eating a little bit faster and feeling guilty about it and i had to stop and be like why am i feeling guilty and just kind of notice and be like okay do i want the ice cream yes does it feel good right now yes so let's enjoy it 
and I don't need to stuff it down. I don't need to feel guilty. I don't need to hide it. It's just like, let's really enjoy it and savor this ice cream. So I pulled over, I was in my car and um, just really enjoyed it. And then it felt great for the rest of the night instead of previously, I probably would have forced it down, not forced it down. I would have like shoveled it in, not listened to my thoughts, come home, felt like crap, then eaten more junk food, then gone to bed in a food coma, then woken up and felt like crap. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Um, so really just notice your thoughts around the food that you're eating. So there's a little exercise in here to think of all the foods that you previously may have restricted or you find they're off limits or you feel like you can't trust to have them in the house. So anything that you wouldn't allow yourself all the time, anytime. And then one recommendation that I do have that they recommend in the intuitive eating book is to avoid distraction when you're eating these foods and see if you can avoid variety for now. So instead of getting what I did was I got every type of ice cream. That's not quite as effective as just like pick your favorite type, get like 10 cartons of that or whatever, and um, work through that because the more variety you have, the harder it is to kind of discern, um, the harder it is to have the habituation and also eating without distraction. So if you're eating the ice cream and watching Netflix, you're not really focusing on it or noticing your thoughts, you're not really getting to the crux of it. So we want to enjoy these foods without distraction as much as possible. Don't feel guilty if you eat them distracted. Remember, there's no, you can't do this wrong. This is all a learning experience, it's all a project, it's all figuring out what feels best for you. But it is recommended to eat without distraction so you can really enjoy it and be like, do I even like the taste of this? Am I enjoying this? Does this feel good in my body? What am I feeling right now? What are the thoughts going on in my head? And that is your kind of experiment for this week. So pick one of the foods on your list and stock up and get habituated on it. And I find it to be super helpful to continue to remind myself this food is always available to me. And I really love like reminding myself I can have this again in five minutes if I want to. I don't need to eat the whole bag right now. I don't need to get rid of it. It's always going to be here. And that, that can be a really good thing. It doesn't need to feel anxiety, like increasing your anxiety or feel guilty. Just like really have it available so that you know that it's always there. Um, and then you're just going to continue on with the food on your list throughout the rest of this program. And eventually, I promise you, I cannot believe that I would ever say this, but there has been ice cream in my freezer for months and I don't even want it. <laughs> and it's actually like covered in freezer burn now and, and I never ever thought I would see the day when that would happen or I forget that there's like chocolate in my cupboard. Um, it's crazy. And I notice when I don't have things, kind of when I'm not like kind of stocked up on the treats that I love when I do get them, then I feel a little more urgent around it. So I really do try to stay stocked up around everything, always trying to honor my cravings and recognize how my body's feeling. And it really ends up in a totally balanced way of eating. I promise you, trust it. And also it's all come down to your beliefs. If you believe that eating sugar is gonna make you eat more and more sugar and cause you to gain weight and become addicted, then that's what's gonna happen. But if you believe that your body will balance out its cravings and you can trust your body and honor your body and know that it wants to feel good and it wants to feel energized and amazing, then that's what's gonna happen for you. And that is what happened for me. So maybe a good mantra would be like, my body will always balance it out and my natural state is one of feeling high energy and amazing. Something that, something that speaks to you. So yes, that is kind of the first part about intuitive eating. I have some questions here about um, forbidden foods. So foods that you might um, 
not trust yourself around, that sort of thing. Um, kind of going through your thoughts and your behavior around the forbidden foods. And remember, the person that's in your dream body or a naturally thin person has like no thoughts about foods. Like they don't feel guilty when they eat it. They don't overthink it. They eat it and they move on. So we want to become, we want to take on the identity of someone that's like naturally slim. Like when I questioned my friend Miranda, oh, I shouldn't have said her name. <laughs> when I questioned my friend, um, she doesn't have any feelings or emotions around food. She just eats what she craves when she wants it and, and that's it. It doesn't matter. And I feel that way as well. I just went out and got a coffee and I went to Thrifty's to get some lunch and I saw these like peanut butter M&M Easter things and I was like, those look great. I'm going to have them. It's 10 a.m. Is that... Is that a problem that I had a handful of those? No. Did I feel the eat, urge to eat the whole bag? Not at all. I had a few. I got my coffee. I feel great. And I just move on with my day. Now, later on, I'm probably going to crave my nice lunch that I got. Um, instead of letting it tailspin you because of your thoughts, because of the train of thought. Um, so just go through these questions. Um, how does eating forbidden foods affect your day? Like I just kind of mentioned, it used to send me into a tailspin. I would have eaten the whole bag, blah, blah, blah. Um, are you connected to the taste and the sensation of fullness when you're eating those foods? How is your mood? How do you feel about yourself? Like, what, are you, what is your self-talk? What are your fears about allowing these foods into your life at any time? And then I have a little section here on common fears. So I talked about how like you're, if you're worried that you won't stop eating that food, just imagine if you could eat your favorite food every day for the rest of your life without any consequences, any weight gain, you would definitely get sick of it. I don't care who you are. Um, if when we allow those foods into our life without limits, you're not gonna feel that same pull. Right now, the only reason you're feeling that pull to overeat and feel like you can't trust yourself and feel like you won't stop eating is because of the previous restriction. So when we take away the restriction, we allow all foods, it's gonna be a much different experience. Your, your forbidden food is gonna have the same pull as like an apple. You don't feel the need to eat 10 apples in one sitting because apples are always available to you. You don't feel guilty when you eat an apple. It's just like you eat an apple and you feel great and you move on. You can have that same experience with chocolate. Um, also, a common fear is that you won't eat healthfully and like I kind of addressed that already. Your body really does want to feel energized and amazing. And if you are constantly in stomach pain and feeling so lethargic from sugar and like you can't feel high vibe from being too full, then you're, you're gonna change your eating habits. Like that, I've never eaten so healthy <laughs> now, whereas before when I was trying to force myself to eat healthy, now I want to eat healthy. Instead of the shoulds, we're turning them into wants. I'm thinking that you're addicted to food. I believe that there's no such thing. If you're not eating that food right now, every second of the day, all the time, every single day, you're not addicted to it. Um, I believe that addiction results from restriction and this may be a very um, polarizing opinion, but even with like Alcoholics Anonymous, it has a very low success rate. I forget what the number was, like maybe 7%. And I really believe that's because they go so all out or all in. It's like they completely restrict, but they don't allow for moderation and finding that moderation and finding what feels good. And maybe I just totally turn people away from that. But, and maybe alcohol is completely different than food. I don't know. I, I just personally believe that allowing all things in moderation will result in a really healthy, amazing lifestyle. And that's, since I believe that to be true, that is what has become true for me. So 
challenge your beliefs and notice what comes up for you. And if you feel like you think you're addicted to that food, like really dig into that and see, is this actually a hundred percent true? Um, I don't deserve to eat this way until I lose weight, which is like a very common thing. And it's also ridiculous. Like eating this way and allowing all these foods is going to result in ending up at your dream body. And there's a reason why you haven't got there yet. It's because you've been in this period and cycle of binge, restrict, binge, restrict, or constantly feeling like you can't have them and then feeling guilt and shame. Remember, your feelings are huge. Even if you've been on a healthy diet your entire life, but you've been feeling guilt and shame and weirdness around food, that's gonna reflect in your body because our thoughts are so powerful, our mind is so powerful. If you are constantly worrying about your weight and thinking you're gonna gain weight and that you need to restrict food and you're scared of overeating and you're scared of buying that food, that's all bringing it, bring more, sorry, that's all bringing more of it in. I hope that makes sense. Um, so remember, like attracts like. The more freedom you can have with food, the more freedom you can have with food. It's like, it just becomes like a perpetuating cycle. The good keeps getting better. And I know that can feel scary. It's like, oh, do, do I deserve this? Like, do I deserve to be this happy and have this dream body and enjoy all these foods? And fuck yes, you definitely do. Every woman deserves to feel amazing in her body and eat all the foods that she loves. And it's a myth that we've been fed this for so long that we need to cut out all these foods in order to be in our dream body. And I hope that I can be proof of that for you and show you what's possible. And I, the more that I dive into this stuff, the more people I find that have applied these same techniques and seen amazing results. And I think I, I actually I might do a podcast interview with a lady that I found on Instagram. She actually wrote a book called Dream Body. You can get it on Amazon on Kindle. And we have the exact same experience. She lost like 40 pounds through intuitive eating and cutting out all restrictions and manifestation and visualization. And I found her after I already started creating my dream body course and she was like, that's so cool. Anyway, that is your homework for the intuitive eating this week. And then I just want to chat a little bit about the power of the mind, which of course is incredibly powerful. It blows my mind to this day. So there's the placebo effect, which kind of demonstrates the power of the mind in relation to your body. Um, it's mostly studied in the reduction of pain, but with the placebo effect, like 30 to 60% of people will feel that their pain was diminished after taking a placebo pill. Um, the research has shown that the effectiveness of the placebo is in direct relation to how positively the doctor conveyed it. So if a doctor is like, you could take this, it might work, it might not. Or the doctor's like, this will fix you. That is huge. And I'm getting mixed up if I talked about this in Manifest Mondays or here, but that was definitely the case for my back injury. I went to so many different doctors. I went to a surgeon who told me I'd never run again and all those, all those really limiting beliefs. And then I, w I went to a physio who was like, you're fine. You can run. You can go do Tough Mudder. I got you. I'm going to fix you. And he fixed me. And I don't know if it's because he was an amazing physio or because I just believed him. And that created that created so many changes in my life. But I think that's so important. Um, so even though placebos contain no real treatment, researchers have found that they can have like psychological and physical effects. Did I talk about this last week? Now I'm getting confused but I'm going to keep talking about it because it's important. Um, they even showed that you could cut your drug consumption in half because when you're taking a drug, it creates a, um, what is the word? Um, a cascade of like effects in your body. So let's, let's talk about Prozac. It, it creates more serotonin in the brain, which creates that higher level of happiness, less anxiety, etc. But you could also alternate 
with a Prozac pill and then take a placebo pill the next day. And if you believe you're taking a Prozac pill that works, it's creating the exact same effect in your brain. It's releasing the serotonin, it's creating more serotonin without anything in it. It's like a sugar pill. So it boggles my mind. And like we, there just needs to be so much more <laughs> into that. There's also a study here that said that it took 40 patients that were struggling with IBS and gave them a placebo pill. And the crazy thing about this study was that they told them it was a placebo pill. It was labeled on the thing, placebo pill. And you know what's even funnier is they sell these on Amazon, placebo pills that you can just buy and give them whatever power you want and take them every day. And I find that very fascinating. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that, but but I'm such a believer in the power of the mind and, and um, I, I might try that actually. <laughs> and then, um, so after three weeks, the people who took the placebo pills reported two times as much symptom relief as the group who had taken no pills. And where it gets really interesting is that the placebo pills worked the exact same as the best IBS medications. So it's almost unexplainable aside from they believed that it would work and it, and it would work. And one lady um, continued on with the placebo pills because she was like, it just kept working. It worked for me, like I'm not gonna stop. In a book by Tony Robbins, um, they talk about a psychiatric patient with a split personality. So one part of her personality was diabetic and the other part of her personality was not. And when she shifted into this other part of her personality, she, her blood sugar levels rose, she became full on diabetic. When she shifted out, totally back to normal. And that's also very inspirational to me in regards to the body, recognizing that our mind can literally reduce our blood sugar levels and control that and aid in digestion and speed up metabolism and all of those things. That's what gave me the whole idea for this course. There's also Timmy, who was allergic to orange juice. Um, when he was in one personality and he ingested orange juice, he was allergic and he would break out in hives, but he could switch to it his other personality right in the middle of attack and his hives would go away completely. So an allergic reaction in the body can be eliminated completely through the brain, switching personalities. And they also have a knee study where they, they took all these people and pretended they gave them ortho, orthoscopic surgery on their knee and they had the exact same results as the people that had the actual surgery and they just believed that they had a surgery on their knee that would fix it. And even years later, um, they still had the same same results with the reduction in knee pain. So how can you apply that to your body? You just need to believe something to be true. So we just need to work through those limiting beliefs and that's what we're doing every single week. Um, your body has amazing powers to create that reality. Like I said before, actually I'm gonna dive into this, subconscious mind, the more you can flip your beliefs in your subconscious, your subconscious is controlling your metabolism, your digestion, your fat burning, your heart rate, your blood pressure. Like we just need to tweak the subconscious and you've just dedicated 90% of your brain to creating your dream body without you having to do anything. And that's why it should feel easy and it feels good. And I'm always shocked that I lost 35 pounds and I'm just like, I, I, like, I didn't do anything different except for changing my thoughts. So you can, the more you can believe you're a fat burning machine and you have a perfect amount of lean muscle and you are great at honoring your hunger, the more that's gonna become your reality. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. And I can't wait for more people to discover this and I can't wait to see your guys' results and I just am so excited that you are doing this. <laughs> So that leads me to the subconscious mind. I really hope that this is recording. I want to double check because of last week's fiasco, but the dog is on me, so I'm just gonna hope for the best. Uh, yeah, should I check, should I check, Ollie? No, it's fine. 
Um, no, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. drives 90 to 95% of our daily decisions and is responsible for the majority of our actions and it works from our deep rooted beliefs. And most of these beliefs were created before the age of seven. So if you were told when you were young that you are big boned or your mom said you were fat or somebody said you should cut out the sugar or carbs are bad, these are going to be subconscious, deeply rooted beliefs that are, that are going to, that they're not going to be hard to get rid of, but you just need to become aware of them in order to get rid of them. So um, this really relates to the temperature analogy that I'm about to dive into. It's kind of like, let's say you set a goal, which we've all done. Okay, here's the thing. This is, this is going to explain why the previous diets haven't worked for you before. So you have a subconscious belief that it's hard to lose weight, you'll always be this size, maybe you were told when you were younger that losing weight is hard and um, you'll always gain it back. And that's a subconscious belief that maybe consciously you know is true, but um, you haven't really dove, dove, in, dove, in, dove into your major subconscious beliefs. So you go on a diet, you lose 20 pounds, I'm sure we've all done this, and then somehow something gets in the way. You end up getting sick. You can't make it back to the gym. And then all of a sudden it's like, you just feel very unmotivated. Like you don't have any willpower and you feel like you just can't possibly stay on this diet any longer. And then it's like, you're craving sugar all the time. It's like you're, it's like all of a sudden your body is like working against you and you're gaining weight inexplicably and you can't understand why you can't get yourself to the gym. And it's just like, so everything feels so hard. And that is because your subconscious, which is the 90% of your 90 to 95% of your brain is working against that 5% part of your conscious brain that's trying to lose weight. Your 90 to 95 is like, nope, losing weight is hard. I always gain it back. And that's, it's going to make that happen. So that's why I really want to unlock and dive into your subconscious beliefs and the mantras to change your subconscious beliefs, because that's what makes it easy. That's what changes everything. And that's what changed everything for me. So working on your subconscious. So how do we change that? It's not as hard as you think. Um, step one, recognize the limiting beliefs. And that's why I had you guys writing them down, checking in, noticing the thoughts. Um, also you could see a hypnotherapist that was very useful for me. She worked with me on my money beliefs, but there's also, um, guided meditations on YouTube that you can, that you can do, um, that are, are guided hypnotherapy sessions that go into the subconscious mind and like flip around your food beliefs. Um, maybe I'll post one in here. Maybe remind me. Um, but once you notice your belief, your, um, your subconscious limiting belief, that's when it comes to the forefront of your conscious brain, that's when you can change it. So it's just being very aware and questioning everything. Like if you have a thought about food or you, I want you to question it. Like, okay, why do I think that? Why do I believe that? Where did that come from? And, and like really just dive into the thoughts that are cropping up around food and your body. And that's what I did as well. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like that I feel like my arms are always gonna be bigger. Even though I was a swimmer, I work out all the time. I have no reason to have like bigger arms. I, I got that belief from my mom who always hated her arms. And when, you know what, I've always hated my arms, but I don't anymore. I love them. I have lean toned arms that I love to show up. That is my mantra right now. Um, and 
Yes, so basically the mantras are going to drill into your subconscious mind. The more we repeat them, the more we repeat them, the more we create new beliefs, which changes everything. Um, so the subconscious is really easily influenced during sleepy states. Um, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of different sides of opinions on is it still effective if you fall asleep? I believe it is. Um, some people say that you need to be slightly awake to kind of get the full benefit, but you're still getting your benefit when you're asleep. I think it's whatever you believe. So I fall asleep a lot to meditations and find it hard to stay awake and I still saw amazing results. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, but if you can, it's kind of like in that, in that period of lightly eyes closed, kind of like you're deeply relaxed, but you're not fully asleep yet. And listening to the, the mantras or meditations or things that are going to drill in your new beliefs is very effective. Um, so how do you figure out all your limiting beliefs? Why do I feel like I've already talked about this? I'm like having deja vu. Did I already talk about all this? No, no I didn't. Okay, we're good. Um, so where, what do you believe to be true in your life and how that shows up for you? So do you believe it's a struggle to lose weight, that you're addicted to sugar? Like I said, do you believe that working out is hard? Do you believe that you don't enjoy working out? Do you believe that you cannot maintain your ideal body shape? Do you believe that you, that's not your body type? Do you believe that um, you can't control yourself around food? That was a big one for me. Do you believe that you'll always be thinking about food? That was also one for me. And I can really say that I flip those around and I, it, it makes me almost emotional to think about like the 180 I've done since I started applying this stuff. It makes me want to cry because I actually just read a blog post that I wrote like a year ago. Actually, I'll post it for you guys. And where I was with my binge eating and my purging and how I can't even remember the last time that that happened. I'm just like, thank God I found this, this stuff. And oh, it'll change your life. All you have to do is believe in it and apply it. I swear to God. Um, so yes, and then there's a little photo here that talks about how your conscious mind is your real power, your short-term memory, your logical thinking, your critical thinking, which is such a tiny percent of your brain. And that's why willpower, things that you need to do with willpower, never fucking work. Because we need to change the subconscious mind to create new habits and create a new identity, and that's what makes it easy. So why diets don't work, we're trying to use willpower and that 10% of our mind, whereas we could be changing our identity and our beliefs and be using 90% of our mind and make it easy. You don't even need to think about it. Um, so yes, subconscious is beliefs, emotions, habits, values, protective reactions, long-term memory, imagination, and intuition. And that is why visualization is so effective for the subconscious mind because it doesn't know the difference between real and fake. So if you go into a visualization in a relaxed state, you're accessing the subconscious mind and you're imagining that dream body, your subconscious mind is like, oh, that's what we look like? Okay, let's make that happen. And um, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> so, just remember that like this part of your brain is in control of all your bodily functions. Um, you don't have to think about digesting food, breathing, making your heartbeat or creating energy. If you can utilize your subconscious to start directing its immense power at shifting your body, losing weight, burning calories, building lean muscle, you're making weight loss effortless. And that was the whole tagline of this course because it truly was, it gets to be easy. It gets to feel better than ever. It gets to be too good to be true. And that's truly how it was for me. Um, your, sub your subconscious doesn't care what you tell it, it will always follow direct orders. So those orders are coming from your conscious beliefs. So all you need to do is give the subconscious effective orders to create your dream body and watch the magic happen. So after all, everything that 
that's creating the body you're currently living in is created by your subconscious so why don't we utilize that to our to our best power and then i just talk about the temperature analogy here so um i'll i'll explain that a bit more so let's say you're living life right now 60 to 70 degrees at like the thermostat and 60 to 70 degrees for you is um you could work out one to two times a week that's kind of normal for you you enjoy um let's say let's say you're struggling with binge eating that's kind of normal for you and then you want to crank your life up and really change it so you start hitting the gym five times a week and then you stop binge eating completely and you're in this new amazing life but you haven't actually changed your in t your temperature which is your identity so it's just like when you how do i explain it so the room heats up but the thermostat automatically brings it down to its set point so if your set point is believing that i'm someone that works out one to two times a week and i struggle with binge eating that's where you're going to come right back down to it's subconsciously you're not even going to realize it it's like with my marathon i trained so hard i did it i signed up for another one and then all of a sudden i found myself not running again i have a marathon in like three weeks not running it um so if you you really do need to work on that belief system and changing your identity that's why i'm really trying to drive home the fact that i want you to embody that person that has your dream body we want to shift our identity into that person and take action from that place and actually just a side note on that something that i felt was a really effective question that i posted in the facebook group in order to figure out your inspired action if you and your dream body right now what would you do? What actions would you take? How would your life be different? Well, how would your thoughts be different? Like put yourself in your dream body, now what? Some of you guys, nothing would even really change, which is so interesting. But um, think about that and do it. Start doing it. Start acting from the place of your dream body. Work on the positive self-talk that you're gonna have in your dream body. Work on like, what do you wanna do in your dream body? What's gonna be different? Are you gonna run a 5K? Sign up for a fucking 5K. You can walk it if you want, if you're not ready, but I want you to start being in that place of your dream body and before you know it, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be there because you've been taking inspired action from that place and that is gonna be changing your identity. So don't wait until you get there to do all those things. You need to start doing them now and thinking that way now. So there's a little bit of homework there about um, seeing where you have self-sabotaged in your life, um, writing out the ways you might typically self-sabotage yourself consciously or unconsciously. If you can, if you can dig into those, just spend some time on this homework and like recognize what beliefs are coming up for you. And then um, using yourself, so this is almost a good thing to have self-sabotage. So now you have a list of ways that you can recognize how you typically self-sabotage. And we're going to use that as a trigger to bring in our alter ego for the dream body. So let's say my way of self-sabotaging is, what is my way? It's, it's creating an excuse that I'm working out, being like, I don't really feel like it. Oh, I don't want to run. Oh, it's too cold. When before that wasn't a reason, all of a sudden that's a good reason because it's raining. Um, so when I recognize that happening, I'm like, okay, I need to step into the dream body version of me. What would she do? she would run anyway because she loves running because she is so excited about that marathon because she's she is having the time of her life when she's running and that's who i am going to choose to be today so use that as a trigger to step into your alter ego and eventually you're going to be in your alter ego 24 hours a day all day long not because you're self-sabotaging but just because that's your new identity <laughs> um and then we have neural pathways so right now you have a whole bunch of 
automatic neural pathways that are going on in your brain. And they are all your automatic thoughts. We have 50 to 60,000 thoughts per day that are pretty much on a loop. When you start to notice them, you'll notice like a lot of your thoughts are the same, which is why your life is the same, which is why nothing really changes until you change your thoughts. Basically, I want you to think of it as like your brain has all these nice groove, easy paths that you are taking every single day. Probably a lot of them are negative and you probably noticed a lot of them creeping, like you probably are noticing them a lot more now that you've been noticing your limiting beliefs. So you can recognize the thoughts. And basically with neural pathways, the best part about the brain is neuroplasticity. We can change it. It's not set in stone. So what I want you to do is instead of taking that nice worn path of your old limiting belief, we're going to create a new path and replace it with a new positive belief. So right now you can either take the well-worn pathway, which is easy and automatic and subconscious, or you can start taking the more um, bushwhacking pathway all the way through where it's a little bit more difficult, but once you really like create that groove, create that pathway, the old one becomes overgrown and this one is your new, nice, easy, unconscious path as you continue on. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, excuse me, we're trying to replace the old negative limiting beliefs with a positive limiting belief. I'm just keeping an eye on my watch because I can see the video and my phone's gonna die soon, so I'm just making sure it doesn't die. Um, so, like I said, we just wanna be aware of them first and then we can start changing them. And I use this a lot when I was changing the perception of my body, just replacing my new positive thoughts with something. Why do I think that, I keep feeling like I already talked about this and it's really throwing me off, but it's not, it's okay. <laughs> it's probably because I've just talked about it before. Um, and this is what affirmations are for, to like really drive home that pathway. So, so think of it every time you say your affirmation, you're going down that new path, you're making it a little bit smoother, a little bit easier, and so on. And of course it doesn't happen overnight, but it's funny, you're, you're gonna notice a shift, and it's okay if you have a negative thought, whatever, just bring it on back. Um, all of a sudden, you'll look back and be like, whoa, I haven't thought that thought in a long time, and this is like your new belief, which starts becoming your reality. I had some crazy things happen. When I was in Bali, I created some affirmations around people love to talk to me and I like draw people in with my energy and there were some other things like um, some some things that were like this so, comes so easily to me and it didn't come easily before and then I looked back when I got home it was only like two weeks of listening to those affirmations and all these things had happened that were like a result of those affirmations and it was very cool to see so just remember repetition um, then we have the energy and frequency of food, which is super exciting. So this is something new I've been diving into. So all foods have as well an energy and frequency. So just like we can be higher vibe, food can be higher vibe. And generally it's like less processed, more nutrient dense foods are higher vibe. But I do not want you to start creating more judgments in your head around foods. I don't care about the high vibe, low vibe of foods. What I want you to be focused on is the energy at which you're eating the foods. So if you're eating junk food, first of all, we don't want to label it junk food. Let's call it fun food for the purpose of this video. And thinking the entire time that you're going to gain weight, that's what's going to happen. You're in a low vibe place, guilt and shame, and creating more of that when you're eating the junk food. That's what's leading to the weight gain, not the actual food. But if you're eating 
ice cream and you're feeling very high vibe and excited and enjoying it and loving it, that is coming from a high vibration place that is really aiding in your digestion and your frequency and just like utilizing the food the way it's supposed to, supposed to be utilized. So something that is helpful for me, if I'm noticing the negative thoughts crop up when I'm eating food, just bring it on back to like my body is always in balance, it knows exactly what it needs and um, I'm gonna metabolize this food quickly and easily. And it's funny, I never used to think that until Jordan, thank you Jordan, um, said to me like, when I felt too full and I overate, he's like, babe, like your body just metabolizes it. Like it, tomorrow you'll be fine. I'm like, that's true. Um, and you'll notice that if you do tend to, if you do overeat one time, then you just won't be hungry for a while because your body's going to work its way through it. You're always going to come back to that baseline of hunger when you need to have food again. And if you have less food, you'll probably be hungry sooner. If you have more food, you'll be hungry later, but you'll know that it all balances out and you'll have exactly what you need. So that's the other thing is not judging if you do overeat and just know like, okay, I probably won't need to eat for a little bit longer. Um, and realizing that it's all gonna balance out. So really watch your thoughts carefully around the fun, fun foods and be grateful for the foods that you're eating and just like watch the thoughts that you're thinking while you're eating those foods. How are you feeling? Bring up that emotion of joy and gratitude and just like happiness of enjoying that food. You don't wanna be eating foods in guilt and shame and feeling like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this because that's just gonna bring your vibe down lower. So I personally believe that I can enjoy all foods and when I'm conscious of my hunger and fullness, I always feel amazing and that's what works for me regardless of what I'm eating. So create your own beliefs that feel good for you around the foods that you're eating. But um, that's like another way to think of it. And there are actually some studies done on, like someone in, in the group actually was telling me about the gut and the microbiome and you can influence your microbiome through your thoughts and people with a healthier microbiome will digest and metabolize food so much quicker versus someone who doesn't. So obviously gut health is very important, but we're always bringing it back to the thoughts in this course. And if you are thinking I have a healthy gut and I metabolize food quickly, that is gonna become your reality. And then lastly, we have the self-love section. So self-talk and gratitude, which we really have been incorporating all along, of course. Um, so this is kind of, and I do find this is like one of the most important things because obviously the thoughts are what it comes down to. So we really want to stay conscious and mindful of the thoughts and then flip them around into more positive ones. So just get very aware of the thoughts you're having around food, around your body. What are you saying to yourself when you look in the mirror, when you go shopping for clothes, when you're getting dressed, and then the goal is to immediately recognize the negative thought and flip it around into a positive metro. So like I said, some of my favorite ones were, I am perfectly imperfect, just as I am, or I used to say, I'm brilliant, beautiful, and brave, and I wrote that on my mirror. Um, and now I just like simply say, I'm beautiful. If I ever look in the mirror and I, I notice a negative thought, I'm like, nope, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. Um, and gratitude as well is huge in shifting your body um, and, and really trying to feel gratitude while you do it. So it doesn't need to be grateful. Like let's say a lot of people feel like their stomach is their trouble area. And if you can't feel grateful for your stomach, 
really break it down and get excited for whatever you can in your body as a whole. Like I'm grateful I have legs that allow me to stand and walk easily. That's always a powerful one for me. I'm grateful that I have a working digestion, digestive system that allows me to enjoy all these wonderful foods. I'm grateful I have an energized body. I'm grateful for my health. Like we, some people that are sick with cancer would die to be living in a body, no matter what body it is, that has energy and that, that can move. And if we, that, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say or, but just kind of recognizing how lucky we are and the fact that we are really limiting our lives by focusing on these 10 to 20 pounds versus really focusing on all the wonderful good things that we can do. And remember that just because you have self-acceptance and self-love doesn't mean that you don't, your body isn't going to change and you're just going to stay that way forever. It's actually the opposite. The more you can have self-acceptance and self-love for your body, the more you're going to bring that in, the more you're going to nourish and honor your body, the more you're going to honor your feelings. And it's like a snowball effect of reaching your dream body. So I just want you to write down a body gratitude list in your book there and then whenever you notice any negative thoughts cropping up this week bring it on back to gratitude and then lastly i um, have a supercharge your metabolism meditation this week so that will be linked in the email and um, throughout as you listen to this daily if you can um, just if you have any insights or ideas or anything that comes to you during the meditation write it down in this book. I find it can be very helpful when we're meditating. We're really accessing the subconscious mind and you'll notice like the craziest little things will come up that you didn't realize before. And letting your brain kind of relax and noticing your thoughts during your meditation can lead to some huge insights. So just pay attention, write it down. Don't don't feel bad if you need to write it down in the middle of the meditation. I usually meditate um, with my journal on my lap and my pen there. and. I get the best ideas whenever I do that. And I, I just, I will like put on some music and I'll just ask a question and release and relax. And just whatever comes to me, I'll jot it down. And I actually had the best idea today. And that is how I came up with Manifesting Dream Body. The entire program, it's actually so cool how that happened. I put some music on, I got into a meditation and I, I had just finished kind of creating Manifest Mondays and I was like, okay, what's next for me and I took a few deep breaths and literally it was like this entire program just fell into my head like intuitive eating, manifestation, manifesting your dream body, like meditation, a workbook, videos like it, it was I was just like couldn't stop writing so that is where that inspired action comes from and where you can notice the things that are holding you back and obviously mindfulness is like the number one tenant of this course so I hope you guys have a fabulous week. I'm so excited to chat with all of you. Have the best day, and I will see you next week. Mwah.